This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly sponsored by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. As a city supporter, we know you value delivery and McDelivery is up there with the very best. You'll always be winning with McDelivery because just like Kevin De Bruyne, McDelivery puts your order right on a plate. So the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered as well. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for you tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Who will come out on top? Is it a tournament that's going to be filled with goals? And which big nation is crashing out early? Welcome to part two of our World Cup special. And today we're talking predictions. It's Friday the 18th of November. This is the You Heard It Here first prediction show. I'm Amos Murphy. I'm Oliver Lowe. And I'm Ollie McCool. And this is the City Report Podcast. Where is going from? Unbelievable! Manchester United 1, Manchester City 6, it's 2 for Dzeko. Tottenham Hotspur 3, Manchester City 4. They have made the impossible possible. Guys, welcome. First things first, two Ollies in the room, so you'll have to excuse any uh, slip-ups from my end. This is going to be incredibly confusing. I think we've decided that Oliver Lowe, you're going to go by Ollie. Ollie, you can have the uh, the, the the privilege of being the, the only Ollie uh, for now anyway. But Oliver, it, it's World Cup week. We're getting there. How are you feeling? Are you starting to get the balls? We're just having a little bit of a chat. You're a bit like me. You're, you're getting there eventually, aren't you? Yeah, uh, I feel like I've never heard the word Ollie and Oliver said so many times in 30 seconds, (laughs) so I'm a bit overwhelmed. Quite a bit delirious. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, yeah, I I sort of said just before we started recording, it feels a bit like um, when Christmas happened during COVID, Mm. it sort of feels a bit wrong to be excited. Um, I think, I I don't necessarily know if it's whether it's because it's December or whether it's obviously all the surroundings of the World Cup, which... I don't necessarily think we need to talk about any more than the rest of the media is doing, but I'm just not, I'm not in the mood for it yet. I'm hoping that um, with with Sunday being the first game, that will that will sort of give me the taste, and then come Monday, come come England's first mm-hmm. game, I, I'll be ready and raring to go. Um, but at this moment in time, I'm still feeling like I need a little bit more to to get me excited. 
well, maybe today's prediction show will put you in the mood. Um, Ollie, how, how are you feeling about it? Are you are you a little bit miserable? Are you are you on? There's two sides of the spectrum here. We've got the Adam Booker side and we've got the Amos Murphy side. For for some reason, I don't know why. I am actually excited. I'm I'm usually the miserable one. But where in that spectrum are you? Are you sort of falling at the moment? Yeah, every day that we get closer, and the media, and now now all the football media is talk. All all it is is the World Cup. I'm st- mm. yeah, I'm starting to get excited for it. Not for England, um, as I'm sure we'll talk about in this, but uh, mm. the whole kind of idea of a World Cup. It, it feels bizarre still. You know, it's I'm looking outside and it's cold, miserable. It's mm. not summer, but there's a World Cup that stays away, and it's going to be. I think it's going to be a really good one in terms of the football, in terms yeah. of what actually happens off the pitch. There's a million issues that we've we've been talked about and should continue to be talked about by people on a much higher pay grade than us um but but when it comes to the football i think it's going to be a good one yeah echo that completely it's you know there is that sense of guilt isn't there um and in an ideal world we'd we'd all turn off and we'd all boycott and, and it would be um the stance that all of us would take obviously you know we're not to blame so you know, I don't think people, if if they are feeling a little bit of guilt, shouldn't sort of shoulder it themselves. You know, there are much more corrupt uh, entities that are to blame, and and you know can can continue to highlight that as you say. But we're going to indulge ourselves in a little bit of um, a, a usual prediction show in terms of our end. But obviously, we're going to be shining light on the World Cup instead. We're going to serve up some predictions. Like I said, it's going to be the same format, so tangible, but at the same time abstract predictions as well alongside that we've, we've got some submissions from familiar voices so that's something to look out for as well so we'll get into it i suppose i'll kick things off and, and for once i'll go first with my prediction and i'll see what you two have to say about it but my prediction for the world cup you heard it here first special is that no game in the 2022 fifa world cup group stage will finish nil nil now i went back and had a look at the 2018 results and i made it only one game i don't know how many games are in the group stage but only one game did uh, finish nil nil and that was actually denmark versus france who, who will play again at this tournament but i'm just thinking players are coming in it okay they're going to be tired but they're going to be in form and we speak about the the fact that it could be a really really promising sort of football tournament in terms of the quality I reckon there's going to be players at the top of the game scoring lots of goals maybe the defences will be a little bit tired and and we'll get plenty of goals in that way but um, Oliver I I don't know if I'm sort of fantasising a little bit if it's going to be if it's going to be the worst World Cup of all time both on and off the pitch but I I reckon I reckon no nil-nils in the entire group stage I hope you're right Um, you know I, I think the World Cup is the is the one tournament where you're allowed to sort of just romanticise and fantasise. Yeah. So, you know, by all means, go ahead. I don't necessarily agree, and I think it might be a bit optimistic. I think my reasoning is to, to why it might be a bit optimistic is because of when the World Cup's placed. I'm sort of thinking if we get to the third game of the group stages and there are groups that are essentially wrapped up, mm. they might then become dead rubber games where sort of international players and knowing that they've got to carry on with their domestic season straight after the straight after being knocked out of the tournament which might then especially on that final game day in the group stages bring about a few nil nils i think back to um belgium england Mm. um in 2018 obviously that didn't end nil nil i think it it was one nil to belgium but it wasn't a great game yeah yeah so i can just see a few of them happening and maybe in one of them a, a nil nil might slip through um, 
Ollie, you're um, a, a bona fide Gareth Southgate. Um, what's the opposite of a stan? A hater. You're a, you're a Southgate hater. Absolutely. Um, do you think England will have a couple of nil-nils in there to, to throw my prediction out the window? Or, or do you think it's going to be Sir Harold Kane rising to the top and, and taking England to World Cup glory? I don't think our defence is good enough to hold out for a nil-nil, is it? Um, <laughs> I just, I, I think it's actually a clever prediction. I think, I think, Ooh, yes. really, I think it's a clever prediction. Um, it's s- s- related to mine in a way, and which, okay. which we'll come on to in a bit. Um, but yeah, I, I, I like the idea of it. I think, it's, yeah, it's, it's going to be a World Cup all about goals. I think it's. Mm. I think we're going to see, you know, the golden boot record being broken because I just okay. I, there's, a, there's a couple of players. Who do you think it will be? Who do you think it will be? This is sort of my, uh, my, not an official prediction, no, but who, who my, you who you tip? The, the two that I've tipped, uh, Neymar and Messi, because they're just. Okay. I think they're. The two, I think they're the two best players at this World Cup. They're the two players with the point to prove. Um, I'm not sure about Neymar. You're not sure about Neymar. Go on. No, I, I, I just, I just think that his entire entity, especially regarding this World Cup, has been overhyped. Um, I think that he's come back to PSG this season with a bit of a point to prove. He's clearly showing sparks of his old self, mm. but I just. This is my controversial shout. I just don't think he's the player that he once was. I don't think he's the player who's oh. going to show up and score eight goals in a World Cup. I just, I just don't see. It. I, th- I think he's brilliant to watch. Yeah, I just don't yeah. see him scoring eight goals in a World Cup or, or more. It's like a heavyweight battle. We've got, we've got funny. two juggernauts going at each other from the off. Um, I think for me, you mentioned Messi there. I know a lot has been said about him. I think he'll, he'll win the golden ball. I don't know if he's got a golden boot in him. I think he's more, this Messi we're seeing at the moment is a bit more of a facilitator. You know, he'll pass it off. I actually think someone like Latoro Martinez or City's own Julian Alvarez. I'm not quite sure Alvarez would go golden boot levels, but I think they could be the goals for, for Argentina, Ali. I mean, I mean, for- Messi's. Um- so Messi's goal scoring has actually got something to do with my prediction as well. So they're all linking together. Oh, look at this. Um, He's coming together, boys. And another, another unofficial prediction for me. I've been saying this for about a month now. I think Julian Alvarez scores the winner in the final. Oh, I, I just, I just, you know, you know, when you've just got that feeling about yeah, a player. A premonition. And, and, I, and I was listening to the podcast from yesterday um, where... Uh, you say that it could be a breakout tournament for Julian Alvarez. I think he's going to top it off by scoring the winner in the World Cup final, oh, and, and he's going to come back to City as you know probably hated by half the team. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, I, I think he'll come back. And, I think he'll come back, and his reputation as you know not just City's number two is going to be much stronger. Yeah, so yeah. That, but, that's, I my, mean, that's an unofficial yeah. for me. Yeah, it's interesting. Definitely interesting. You know, he is a star boy. We sometimes forget that in the in the shadow of Haaland. He is an unbelievable footballer. And that's why I reckon that this tournament on the world stage, people could start to see that a little bit more. Um, but no, that, that that's definitely interesting. Um, like I said, my prediction, no game will finish 0-0 in the group stage. Obviously, I f- gets, gets the knockouts, don't care what happens. 0-0's all across the board, but as long as there's no 0-0s <laughs> in the group stage... Right, well, we'll delve into the the first of our submissions we've had off two regular guests. Adam Booker and Alex Brotherton had this to say. I am Adam Booker, the supreme leader of the City Report podcast. And you heard it here first that at the 2022 World Cup this winter, the five Asian countries will score more goals than the five African countries. Hello, my name is Alex and my World Cup prediction 
is that France will continue the holders' curse and will crash out in the group stage. Failing that, they'll go out in the round of 16. Um, Oliver, I'll start with you. What did you make of those two from Adam and Alex? Uh, I disagree with both. With both? <laughs> wow. With with both. Um, I'm being very pessimistic towards everyone's predictions here. <laughs> yeah, you're coming, I don't, you're I don't out mean with to be. absolute punches at us all. <laughs> I can't wait for yours. I, I just, I'm going to go in. I'm going to go absolutely in. <laughs> yeah, feel free to rip it apart because it is quite <laughs> bold, mine. But um, in terms of those two predictions, I, I just sort of think that Senegal, uh, Cameroon and Ghana are three uh, sort of really strong teams. Mm. Um, I think um, Ghana did really well. Was it in the 2010 World Cup? Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Was it was it was it Ghana who got knocked out uh, by Uruguay? Was yeah, that the whole correct. sort of Luis Suarez? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I do sort of think that sometimes you know b- both African and Asian teams don't get as much respect as they should in these sort of tournaments. But I just I just personally can't see it happening. Um, I think that those three teams especially will um, provide uh, strong. Uh, goal scoring stats and I think that at least one of them will make the knockouts um, whereas I can't say the same with confidence for the Asian teams and in terms of France um, get bowing out in the group stage I, ju- I just can't see it there's no real, real rhyme or reason to it I can see them not going as far as people think I can definitely see them doing um, a Euros again and getting knocked out in the sort of the early knockout stages by a team like Switzerland or something mm-hmm. like that but I can't see them not progressing from that group I'd I, 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 I'd back them to finish first above Senegal. So we've got um, so France, Ollie. There, I think it is it. Every single World Cup holder since 2006 has gone no, out in the group it, stage. It goes back further than that. I checked it out the other day. I think it's 98. So 98, wow. 2002 was the first one. So it's this right, is the, right. The 20 year anniversary of it. I've yeah, been yeah, toying. Yeah, yeah. I've been toying with that prediction for a while I've been thinking yeah it's going to happen again because it just keeps happening and it just seems unexplainable yeah. I mean look look at Germany last time it was a, it wasn't nobody would have thought that no, it, it, nobody it wasn't would've. the best Germany team but come on so on, you know you know the online predictors where you have to pick I, every every time I've done one I've changed France between second and third um, wow but I think even if wow. even if they get through my prediction they face Argentina in the immediately in the round of 16 so they're out anyway um, <laughs> well, they, they they beat him last last time on the yeah. on the road to the World Cup, didn't they? But that Argentina team has improved tenfold. Yeah, that, that, it's interesting. That team is so much better now, and um, yeah, I just yeah. I just think it's going to hit them. I just I just think France are going to have you know they've had a really quite quite traumatic year with you know teammates falling out and the whole Paul Pogba situation. How Killian, uncharacteristic of the French, exactly. Uh, Killian <laughs> and Mbappe's ego just being inflated to you know gigantic proportions. That's going to blow up in their faces at some point. Um, so I, I can see it. I can see it. Nice, nice. Yeah, um, I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't top the group. I think Denmark have had a fantastic build-up. I just don't know if the other teams in that group are strong enough to, to keep them. Because this is what they did last last time at the World Cup. They just found a way. I think I don't know if they scored more than one goal, or maybe there was one game that scored more than one goal in the group stage. Other than that, it was nil-nil, one-nil, etc. So, um, so yeah, it'll be interesting. I, I don't. We speak about 
di- managers who were as dull as dishwater, Didier Deschamps <laughs> is is about as uninspiring as you can imagine. So count your lucky stars, Ollie, that we've got Southgate. Um, right, let let's go, <laughs> Oliver. Let it out. I'm I'm dying to hear what you've got, so we can, uh, if not anything else, take some punches back at you. So, despite um, how how I've presented myself on this particular podcast with all my pessimistic views towards everybody else's predictions, I am a serial optimist when it comes to England. Um, (laughs) I I am I am the opposite end of I'm the opposite end of the spectrum to to uh, my my counter Ollie. The sort of two sides of the same Ollie. He he clearly has an agenda against Southgate. Don't get me wrong, I, I am not a Southgate fan Mm. but my whole sort of attitude towards major tournaments for England is that I'm a British man living in Manchester I spend two years in a row being pessimistic about literally everything (laughs) so for for four weeks every two years I just like being optimistic even if I know that there's no chance even if I know that it's it's stupid or you know it's I'm living in dreamland I just like to be optimistic about England I've, I've done it every tournament since I was a kid it mm. is coming home and I am that guy it is coming home so my prediction is it's not it's not as bold as you think it's going to be but my prediction is that one of England's young talents so I'm looking at Saka Foden or Bellingham will outscore both Messi and Ronaldo <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can feel the heat. It was a chilly day today, but but I can feel the I've heat. I've gone bold. Oliver's <laughs> come in and cooked. Ollie's eyes just rolled to the back of his head when he heard that. <laughs> he's, do, he's doing the Serge Gnabry cooking celebration. He, he's, he's absolutely... Oh, dear. Wow. I, 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 Ollie, right of reply. What do you say to that? So one of England. Oh. Uh, should, should we should we say what did we say? Uh, who do you say? Foden, Saka, and who was the or, or Bellingham? One of those three young so we'll, talents yeah, will we'll, outscore we'll Messi and Ronaldo. Three. One of those three players will outscore Lionel Messi, the greatest of all time. Cristiano Ronaldo, the yeah, um, they'll, they'll, they'll <laughs> the outscore. Yeah, the, yeah, the fella. Um, they'll outscore them. What are we saying about that, Ollie? Right. Right, let's let's just deal with Ronaldo. Ronaldo's going to have a crap World Cup. Portugal are going to have a crap World Cup because of him, because of what's all kicked off. So I could I can maybe see that. But Messi, wow! I mean, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, come on! I mean, when when did England last have a last have a tournament where you know one of the young stars actually shone so brightly? I I win. Rooney, yeah, but yeah that's, my that's clone. That's going Wayne back Rooney. a while, and when when football, that's fifteen years, but when, <laughs> when football was totally different, especially at the international level. So for me, I just <sighs> Foden's the only one I could see doing it because Saka is just—I don't think Saka's going to play that much, really. You know, Gareth mm. Gareth will stick to mm. what he knows and will play Raheem Sterling. I, um, I think Saka has more of a chance of playing than Foden because Southgate just seems to love him. I, I think unless Saka's playing at wing back, I don't think I think he's going to be starting the tournament on the bench. Um, as, for, as for Bellingham, he, yes. as for Bellingham, he's going to be put in a deep line midfield role with nothing to do except run after whichever attacker he's been told told to chase. And as for Foden, he's going to spend too long having to progress the ball from deep because no one else in the England team can do it. Um, 
So yeah, but Ollie, you're being you're being realistic, which is not what this is about. I don't want I don't want realism. I want hope I'd, and faith. Yeah, hope and faith are good, but we've had hope and faith, and look where that got us. Um, not very far in the world. So you know, I'm hope I'm I'm hopeful and I'm, and I've got faith in other teams. It's just not this England team. A year and a half ago at the Euros, I had hope and faith in them, and they didn't, and they've been. A bit crap. They got to the final. They got to the final. They got to the final, and it was color TV, and it was amazing. But at the same time, you look at that performance, and I just think, and you know, and it's the the same what happened with Croatia in 2018. It was the exact same. It was the we watched the exact same game essentially, except (laughs) one actually went to penalties. Um, the, the thing is, though, is I would say Ollie, just from following him on Twitter, is definitely the most pessimistic man that I know. <laughs> I, you know, I saw him during the, the, the World Cup final um, earlier in the week, and it was like, oh gosh, Ben Stokes forgot how to play cricket. <laughs> like, this is, all a, this is all a nightmare. And then a, a tweet two yeah. minutes later being like, I it's love Ben Stokes. I, 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 mean, I, mean, I mean, the thing is, if Ben Stokes was a football player, I'd have complete faith in him. Um, uh, yeah, but I just I can't yeah. I just don't think England have that sort of player really that can right. pick them up from the depths. Um, I would love it to be Phil Foden. If Phil Foden outscores Messi or Ronaldo, I'll be the first one cheering him on because I love Phil, and he deserves mm-hmm. a, you know a proper breakout with England just to get all these idiots who keep comparing him to you know mid players. Mason Mount. <laughs> Mace, yeah, Mace, like, mm. what, what was that Raheem Sterling thing? Mace can do different things to Phil. Like what? Yeah. Be average and do nothing on a pitch for ninety minutes. Come yeah. on, come yeah. on, Raheem. Right. Well, well, it is. There is We've a cost of living crisis. There. We've gone off topic. Yeah, there, there, is now, a, but... there is a cost of living crisis. So if you need anyone to heat your home, just get Oliver Lowe in to to give you some hot takes. Um, <laughs> that that'll do for part one. We'll be back in a moment to complete today's prediction show. Welcome back to the City Report podcast. I'm with Oliver and. Ollie. Um, right, okay then. Straight back into it. Here's another couple of predictions from familiar familiar people to the show. Hi, my name is Joe Ritchie from Main Road Ramble and I predict that this will be the highest scoring World Cup to date. And we've also had this from David Powell who wasn't able to send a voice note but said he reckons eight matches in the World Cup group stage will involve goal scorers from uh, players who play for clubs in the Premier League. So, Ollie, let's start with you. What did you make of those couple of predictions? Yeah, um, I mean, I I started this show by saying it's going to be a World Cup all about goals. Uh, So that's the first one I think is definitely in light to happen um i don't know what the record is i'd have to you know look it up and i can see amos is doing that for me now while yep. i stall <laughs> um so um the other prediction eight premier league goals um, premier league goal scorers i mean there's a lot of premier league players at this world cup a lot of them from city um especially so yeah i think i think they're both pretty believable um Mm. Obvi- obviously, you know the record for World Cup goals has changed. Obviously, especially now it's a thirty-two team tournament, um, and obviously when it goes to forty-eight at the next World Cup, it'll be even more. But um, w- wouldn't it be a great way to sign off the thirty-two team format by it being, you know, the one that breaks the record for most goals? Um, yeah, I can see both of them happening. 
Yeah, um, I'm scouring Wikipedia, and at the moment, I'm not quite sure I have the the numbers as for the most goals in a tournament. So, Oliver, I'll let you um, I'll let you do some reactions to that whilst I keep digging um, on a Wikipedia sort of black hole. Um, I'd say both of those are more realistic than all of the <laughs> other previous predictions so far. Um, I can definitely see, um, you know. I essentially agree with what Ollie said earlier and this prediction that it will be a World Cup of goals. I can definitely see that being the case. Um, and I've just no reason not to believe that um, whatever the record is, it, it can be broken. I think the one about Premier League plays is particularly interesting. And again, I'd agree with. Um, I saw a stat somewhere on Twitter the other day that um, it was it was all the, the domestic clubs who have the most players at the World Cup. Mm. And um, four of the big six in England were, were in there with 10 plus players I think City had 16 which was the joint most United had something like 14 Chelsea 11 mm. and Tottenham 10 or 9 so either way yeah there's a lot of Premier League talent at this World Cup also a fair portion of, of attacking talent yeah. you know um, in terms of you know players like like Son and uh, and Salah and uh, no Salah's not is Salah at the World no, Cup no no he's at home he's at home no Salah's not at the World Cup um, not well, necessarily a bad there. thing um, but no, ha- yeah Harry yeah, Kane obviously Phil Foden yeah yeah so so there's a lot of attacking talent mm. um, at, at this World Cup Mane um, oh Mane isn't a Premier League player anymore I've I've gone off the tracks <laughs> completely here um, it's just my poor Liverpool knowledge which yeah, I'm not ashamed yeah, of really. But yeah, I can definitely see both of those being um, safer bets than the other predictions so far. So I found the the statistics page for the World Cup and it's telling me the most goals scored in a tournament ever is 171 at both the 1998 and 2014 World Cups. Now, the 64 games in a World Cup, divide that, so 172 would break it, divide that by 64. I'm looking at 2.7 goals per game to break that record, which I reckon's probably doable. You know, you you look at the likes of Argentina playing Saudi Arabia. There's that that could be a, an absolute bucket load. Maybe it isn't. Maybe mm. maybe every game finishes nil nil, and um, it's the most miserable World Cup of all time. But you know, I, I can see that happening. And as for the Premier League goal scorers, I reckon. That's a sensible prediction, isn't it? None of this nonsense we've been throwing up. That is a, a man. <laughs> David has sat down and he's gone. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna win this. And um, yeah, I, I think he's guess. got a good shout there. Um, right. Okay. We're we're moving towards the end then. Ollie, you can you can take it away. It's the final prediction of today's episode. So let's see what you can serve up. No team in the group stage will win their group with nine points. Ooh. I think the only one England will England will England will yeah <laughs> <laughs> and what, what are you going to do when that happens Ollie <laughs> um, um, drink a lot and pretend I've never said anything bad about Gareth Southgate um, I, think, I think the only team that's a risk for is Brazil um, and even in their group you know Serbia Switzerland and Cameroon there's goals in that group and there's goals mm. in Serbia and there's goals and there's definitely goals in Switzerland um, so you know, uh, it's it it feels safe to me, if anything, to say that. Mm. Um, because you know, as we've said, dead rubber games. You know, when teams have already got six the six points from the first two games, you know, they might just put out a B team and settle for a, and settle for you know a nil nil, which kills your prediction at Amos. But <laughs> we'll see what happens. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just 
Yeah, I just I think it's going to be one of surprise in the group stage at points where you know teams get a goal and it just changes games and then you know you you know what it, you know what if Tunisia do get do go two 0 up against France very early on. What if, you know, Iran do knock out the USA and, you know, causes a diplomatic nightmare with the headlines the next morning? <laughs> um, you know, there's all these things to consider. Uh, so I think, yeah, the group yeah. stage is going to be a fun one. I think it's going to be one where you do have to watch every game. I hope so, yeah, at least. I'm excited for it. I don't know if it's doing the show, but I'm I'm in the mood now, properly in the mood. I'm scrolling through the group stages. Um, Oliver, I'll read you out who I assume to be the number one team in in each group. So starting with Group A, we've obviously got uh, Qatar, Senegal and Ecuador. I reckon Netherlands uh, favourites for that. Obviously England, Iran, Mm. United States, Wales, England will be favourites. Saudi Arabia, Mexico, Poland, Argentina will be favourites. I reckon that's probably one where Argentina could win three on the bounce if they start early. I think their first match is Saudi Arabia, yeah. Um, Australia, Denmark, Tunisia, France... I'm not too sure about France. I reckon Denmark could maybe top that one. Spain, Costa Rica, Germany, Japan. That's a really tasty group with Spain, Germany in there. Japan have done a few good things as well. Belgium, Canada, Morocco, Croatia. I'm not confident on Belgium, but I reckon they have a shot at nine points. Uh, it's a tight group. If Another team, if they start early, should be okay. Um, as we said, Brazil, Serbia, Switzerland, Cameroon. You should be thinking about Brazil there, and it would take some sort of maybe a last game when it's already top, uh, they've already topped the group, a 1-1 draw or something like that. And then finally, Portugal, Ghana, Uruguay, South Korea. Are you are you confident for Oli's prediction, or is there any groups in there you're thinking, I, I reckon there could be a few nine-pointers? Uh, I think it's a fairly safe bet. Uh, I think what I'm most disappointed in is my own knowledge of this World Cup because before I think I was speaking about Senegal topping the group with France <laughs> and they're not they're not even in that group. So well, I think maybe the reason why I'm that would be maybe the reason I'm not excited. That would be a massive prediction. Yeah, yeah. if you got that right, get the ball. Maybe out. the reason I'm not excited for this World Cup is because I just don't know what's happening. <laughs> um, but um, I, I think. The one that I'd be most optimistic of would would maybe be um, either Netherlands or, or Belgium. Mm. Um, I don't disagree. I don't. I do disagree. Sorry, with Argentina. I think Mexico and Poland will, will be tough games. I'm not saying they're not winnable games, mm. but I think just uh, with group stages playing out how they do play out, sometimes I can definitely see a draw in there for Argentina. I don't. Maybe I don't really foresee them losing any of the group stage games. But um, yeah, no, I'd say it's a pretty safe bet, really. Mm. Um, Again, Ollie has come in with a level-headed um, <laughs> prediction, which I can actually see happening, which which I like because it's only going to make my prediction even more emphatic when it inevitably comes true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, when uh, Phil Foden takes England to glory with nine goals in the group stage. Yeah, yeah, when he wins the golden boot. <laughs> um, I've just had a look at the 2018 World Cup. Ollie, and there were three groups where teams had nine points. Now, obviously, that was a long time ago. A lot's happened in between, but I, I don't. I reckon it's. I reckon it's still a ballsy shout. I reckon it's still one that is sort of. It could happen, um, but I reckon there's. I reckon there's maybe one or two, but um, we'll wait and see. So to summarise, then here are the predictions that we've had. Adam said that Asian sides will outscore African teams. Alex said France to crash out early doors. Joe said the most goals of any World Cup ever so far. David said eight group stage games to have Premier League goal scorers. Ollie said that no team will win the group with nine points. Oliver said that 
three England starlets have a chance of outscoring Messi and Ronaldo. And I said, no goalless draws at the group stage. Oliver, do you know when uh, this will only make sense to, to English listeners, but you know in Pointless at the end of the, the quiz show when they have to rank the, mm. the, the chances and from like most likely to happen, least likely to happen. Give me one which you think has the best chance of happening. Give me one that you think has the least chance of happening. Uh, I I definitely think that man has the least chance of happening now that I've heard everyone else's. Uh, but, I, but I remain optimistic. Yeah, that's the thing. That's what going. I'm saying. Keep for these going. for these four weeks, I will keep spirits high. Um, I think the one that de- that has the most chance of happening is. Oh, it's tough. I'm I'm gonna back Ollie. I, I do just think Ooh, that with yeah. with it being a high, I think with it being a high goal scoring tournament, which we're all predicting. I mean, mm. fingers crossed, we're not wrong on that because we've really buried home that point that it's going to be a high scoring <laughs> tournament. First game, so I hope nil, it's not nil. just nil, <laughs> nil nil after nil nil. Um, I think with it being a high scoring competition, there'll be a few draws in there, maybe a few exciting draws, a mm. few you know like three threes stuff like that. Mm. Um, and yeah, I don't, I can't see any group um, finishing with nine points. So I'd say that's very sensible. Interesting, interesting. Um, Oli, same question. Most likely to happen, least likely to happen. Um, well, I'm going to back my own prediction, uh, just like oh. Oliver's back, just like Oliver's back mine as well. I'm going to back my own prediction. Least likely, as much as I want it to happen yes. and as much as I've said it, I think it could. I think France dropping out early. It's a big risk. It's one of those high-risk, high-reward predictions. If I was making a bet on it, mm. I would want mm. I would want ridiculous odds and probably get fleeced by the bookies. Um, but yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll go with that, even though I want it to happen. Yeah, yeah. Um, I reckon my shouts would be... I'm actually going to say mine's probably least likely to happen. I'm going to big myself up when it when it comes true because I'm thinking, what is it, about 30-odd games? No, it'll be more than that in the group stage, won't it? And, you know, you sort of speak about percentages, the, the, the likelihood of every single one of them not finishing nil-nil is um, I've, put my, I've put my neck on the chopping line there. Most likely to happen... We've had we've had a couple of shouts for for yours, Ollie. So I'll I'll back David's uh, um, eight group stage games to have Premier League goal scorers. That seems one that in your head should happen, but you sort of get to the last round of group stages and you go, oh god, only four games have had Premier League goal scorers. Um, it depends mm-hmm. on sort of the makeup of those teams. Some games might have like four plays in from the Premier League scoring, but obviously it only counts as one game. Um, so I reckon that's probably the most likely, but but I could still see it sort of falling short. Lots of group stage focus predictions, so we're not going to have a lot to speak about after that. Um, but chaps, that was a lot of fun. I'm, I'm certainly getting to the point where I'm in the mood now and um, yeah Oliver great to speak to you and I, I look forward to seeing this sort of optimism slowly sort of drain out of you as the tournament goes on <laughs> it probably will but you know I'm unashamed of that. I, th- I sort of think that our whole English attitude towards going, well, it's going to end badly, so we might as well just not enjoy it whilst it's happening, is is rubbish. You know, I loved the Euros. We, mm. we lost, and we lost in quite a devastating way, and I think Southgate's tactics were terrible in that entire game. And, you know, we can all mourn, you know, the, the loss and the way it happened and whatever else. But... For a month, I just had a great time. I was getting drunk. I was in Stevenson Square in the Northern Quarter watching a yeah. guy play DJ Dex on an ironing board. I had the time <laughs> of my life. It was it's fantastic. Oh, it sounds long, great. Long, I hope it continues into this tournament. Yeah, yeah. No, we'll be playing it on a Christmas tree or something. Um, Ollie, um, if England, I'm not going to say win. 
I don't think that's it. If England make the final, can you can you give us a promise of something you'll do to offer Mr. Southgate, Mr. Waistcoat, a bit of redemption? Can can you put your heart out to him and say, you know, Mr. Southgate, I will I will offer you this as part of my soul and happiness in in response to your uh, great sacrifice. You're not going to be surprised. This no. No. Um, <laughs> what was it? 12, in 2010, when the FA launched the performance plan to revamp young English talent, the FA set the England team two targets, reached the semi-finals of Euro 2020, which they did, and, they got to, and, the, and yeah. then they got to the final. And the other one was win the World Cup in 2022. Now, obviously, at that time, I think they still expected it to be in America. So, you know, mm. bit, bit of a different situation. And... Um, but obviously, with a bit with being in Qatar, you know, they, I just I, unless England win the World Cup, I mean, that's their target. They've been set the target by the federation, so they've got to win the World Cup for me. And I don't think they're going to do it. I want them to do it. I want to be proven wrong. If, if England win the Darryl, World Cup, prove me wrong. <laughs> if England win the World Cup, will you come on the podcast in a full suit waistcoat and do a formal <laughs> apology to Gareth Southgate? Not only that, I will draw a beard on. Um, I'll draw the beard. I'll draw the beard on and everything. Um, I'll, 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 yeah, I'll, I'll get the official Marks and Spencer's waistcoat and everything. I'll do. I'll do it all properly. Um, oh, Harry Kane, Raheem Sterling, Phil Foden. That is your task. For nothing else, forget the knighthoods, forget the trophies, forget the celebrations. Just for that reason only. Um, right, lads, we'll we'll call it a day. It's been a barrel of laughs. Really enjoyed that. And um, yeah, here's here's to uh, here's to England bringing it home. It's coming home. Make sure you're geared up for Man City's end-of-season running with McDelivery. Great food delivered right to your door. By using McDelivery, you won't miss a moment of City's crucial running, and just like Kevin De Bruyne, they deliver your order exactly where you want it. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? At participating restaurants only, 18 and plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply, see mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.